Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. The following is a presentation of the College Athletes Network. Hey, everybody. This is Chloe Mitchell, and you are listening to the Playbooks podcast on the College Athletes Network. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, and this can be easily done via the iHeartRadio app. Now, you may be wondering, what is the Playbooks podcast? Well, we are in a time where collegiate athletepreneurs can stake their claim on nil territory. An athletepreneur is simply an athlete and an entrepreneur, and nil stands for name, image, and likeness. Athletes are now able to monetize off of their name, image, and likeness without losing eligibility. This is the age of the athletepreneur. Now, Enterprising collegiate athletes with entrepreneurial goals and dreams are coming out of the woodwork on campuses all across the nation. And if I'm being completely honest, I was one of the first ones to pave the way. In fact, I was the first one. In 2020, I made a historic power play and national headlines when I became the first collegiate athlete to legally monetize my name, image, and likeness. After pioneering the trail, in a sense, I got to work on building an app called Playbooked App to help student-athletes do the same, but with ease. With all of that being said, this podcast is centered around guiding athletes through the NIL territory and talking to big names across the nation about how their NIL journey is going. I want advice from them. I want stories. I want the real nitty-gritty about what life is like as a real athletepreneur. And coming from one myself, I know that the process is not easy. And I know that I wished I had a podcast to listen to that would give me all the information that I have learned over the past few years. As a collegiate volleyball player, I haven't always been a setter. I also played soccer for a very, very long time. In fact, I wanted to play soccer in college. And this led me to meeting Lexi Hill. Lexi Hill is a powerhouse. Her name actually isn't Lexi, it's Alexis, and she plays on the Princeton soccer team. She's a sophomore, she's a center forward, and she's an absolutely wonderful human being. She's an athletepreneur herself, 
And in the podcast you are about to listen to, we talk about all things body image, her nil journey, some of the struggles she's had mentally, and how she's doing today and where her brand is going to go. She's modeled for brands like Revolve, and she's an absolutely amazing role model for young women who are playing soccer, who, who are even in the entrepreneurial space on social media. So without further ado, let's get into talking to Lexi. Tell me about what kind of started your want to play at the collegiate level. Um, well, when I was about seven years old, I started playing. I was a little bit later than everyone else when it came to soccer. But we started, my parents started me young and um, they asked me pretty quickly on about my second year of playing do you want to just do this for fun or do you want to go somewhere with us? And um, that really dictated my training schedules and where I was going to play. And I made the decision that I wanted to do it as far as I could. And for me, that was looking at the collegiate level. So I chose and I just stuck to it. And you just ended up getting recruited by Princeton. Did you reach out? How did that, how did that work? The recruiting process has changed a lot since I was recruited. Um, I know there's a lot more deadlines and stricter restrictions on when athletes can communicate with coaches and so forth. I think it's now your junior year of high school. But for me, there was not really any restrictions besides the fact that a coach could not directly call you. You had to call them. Mm -hmm. So I started my recruiting process in eighth grade, I received my first offer from a second wow. school. <laughs> and from then on, I was just kind of all over the place touring. And I originally actually came to Princeton my freshman year and was not a fan of it. So, really? yeah. Um, Can I ask why? I just was really focused. There was a time in my life where I was really focused on soccer and soccer only. And all I wanted to do was play pro. I was involved with national team camps. And that was just kind of my main focus. And, um, I just saw Princeton as a place where, oh, I'm not smart enough or, oh, I wouldn't succeed there. So I kind of just distanced myself from it and really wanted to go on the West Coast. And then I came back my early sophomore year, um, the summer before, and toured again and fell in love with it. And it was immediate, just this is my home. This is definitely where I want to go. What do you think changed? Um, I think my maturity levels, honestly, (laughs) that was, that's really the biggest flaw with the recruiting process, especially, um, when my year was doing it is it was not the best for a freshman or an eighth grader to be looking at where they're going to be attending college. I mean, I didn't even study for school when I was that age. So (laughs) I was the impression that it was something I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. It's a huge decision to make at that age. And I know, um, that, especially when I committed to, it was like the beginning of COVID and everything was terrible when it came to touring and stuff. How has COVID impacted your past few seasons? Um, geez. So it hit me in my career, my senior year. So tore my senior year apart. I didn't get a prom. I didn't get a graduation, et cetera. Uh, the summer going into freshman year of college, we got an email. Princeton was not doing athletics. And then a week later or so, we got the email that it was remote <laughs> completely. And it was really heartbreaking. I was working really hard towards um, playing my freshman year and was really looking forward to it. However, <laughs> uh, 
I don't think it was honestly the worst thing that could have happened. I took a lot of time to focus on other things, which was really helpful. And I mean, my team was extremely successful this year, even with not having a season like other schools did last year. So I think it was a good thing. <laughs> I saw that you guys went really far. I was watching your highlights and are you, are you left footed or are you just that good? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not left. I think I'm convinced I was born a lefty and trained to riding. So really? Yes. I score most of my goals with my left. However, it's just all over the place. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I consider myself a righty, but I jump yeah. and run off my left. <laughs> like low-key ambidextrous. That's a good thing to be. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what you're studying and how that's been at an Ivy League school. I'm in, uh, we call it SPIA. It's the School of Public and International Affairs here at Princeton. It's pretty well known. Um, it's more of a public policy sort of route. We are a liberal arts school, so we don't have the traditional like business pre-med law sort of thing so that's kind of my route to business is through SPIA there's that there's econ there's a lot of different options for that but it's been it's been really good I mean I honestly came in (laughs) with the thought that it was going to be impossible I would never have free time I'm going to be drowning in work right and it's actually very manageable especially with sports and I think that is I'll credit soccer to being able to organize my time. And I actually have a significant amount of free time here and it's going really well. Good for you. It's, it's really impressive that you're able to juggle that, juggle soccer and also be an athletepreneur on the side. And I'm really excited to get into that. But I am curious, what do you do with your free time outside of soccer? Oh goodness. Um, I work, <laughs> yeah. honestly, that's really all there is to do. Um, me too, girl. Me too. <laughs> There's free time and I'm or I sleep. I rest. Um, yeah. But now I have been trying to start different things through my platforms. Um, I'm starting a blog that's coming out shortly. Oh, cool. And um, I really focus on what I need to get done, mm-hmm. kind of organizing my life, getting food, <laughs> getting right. all my necessities in, which is usually my weekends. But Showering and the basic <laughs> Yes, I, I feel that on a whole nother level. Um, what is your blog going to be about? I'm really curious. Um, I'm, we're, I'm trying to focus it in different ways. I'm honestly kind of torn in different directions. I recently, uh, my first post will actually be about my esthetician and her um, aesthetic lounge that she created from oh. ground up and she's incredible and I just really wanted to like pay back to her by uh, highlighting her company and what they do but mm-hmm. I'm just really looking at looking at new things hotels traveling anything I'm really passionate about so it's not really too niched in the sense that I have I love it thing I'm picking but a bunch of different things lifestyle oriented everybody loves that um when it comes to your soccer season and you as a young female athlete what is something that you wish that you would have known when you were a freshman Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um you're not always gonna be where you need to be that's mm-hmm. probably what i would say to myself i got really stressed out in the beginning of the season just trying to balance too much and um, not really a knowledge of what I can handle and what I can't. And that led me to like having severe sleep issues and um, everything, but also just not being stressed. It's something to have fun with. I mean, at least that's something we do with our team. We're really close. We are just very relaxed with each other. And 
I think everyone comes into college sports thinking, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And it kind of just overwhelms you and you end up not performing your best. But yeah, uh, and that kind of hurt me in the season, the beginning of the season. I just don't know what happened. I wasn't there. And then I just kind of breathed and I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm back and now yeah. I'm scoring all the time and I'm a beast. Okay, well, awesome. We're going to head into our first break. Everybody, you are listening to the Playbooked podcast. I'm Chloe Mitchell here with Lexi Hill, and this is the College Athletes Network. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. We are back. I am Chloe Mitchell, and we're on the Playbooked podcast on the College Athletes Network. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a show. Okay, Lexi, let's talk about you as an athletepreneur. Let's talk about your nil journey. How would you describe yourself and your brand? Um, I actually just would say that I'm kind of getting to where I think I'm (laughs) focusing what I'm doing on. Um, I actually never really took advantage of my social media until recently. Just kind of did it for fun and it happened to grow. Um, but I'm really interested in focusing lifestyle, fashion, as ironic it is. I am an athlete, but I'm (laughs) very much so a different person off the field than on the field. Um, but yeah, I have a really strong passion for traveling and for clothing and more or less the lifestyle side of things. So I've been really just focusing on that. Yeah. I saw on your socials that you also modeled for a while. Are you still doing that now? No, I don't model anymore. I had some problems actually when I did model when it came to sports and um, the modeling industry, it was, Mm -hmm. I honestly will take blame to the agency I chose, but um, they just really were trying to get me to look a certain way that I couldn't look while playing sports. Um, I'm naturally just a very like tall, lanky build and they just, (laughs) they wanted me to be able to break at a hit with soccer, but I've actually had some recent opportunities come up with 
much more renowned agencies that are more into fitness and more into how an athlete looks that I've actually right. been considering. So I might get oh. back into it, but <laughs> yeah. no, that's really interesting. You obviously have a lot of skill and I'm sure as a female athlete myself, I mean, I mean, I'm 5'10", 150 pounds. Like we aren't the normal build of the smaller, tinier models. And in the industry, I'm sure that it impacts your body image. Was that something you struggled with for a while or? Yeah, it was really hard for me when I was, I started modeling when I was 14. So I got into it really young. I was a lot younger than most of the people I was working with as well. Um, just because my height and nearly six foot. So they threw me out there pretty quickly. And um it, I never really had questioned my body or what I looked like up until probably modeling, just because you walk into a casting and the first thing they say to you is, oh, you need to lose weight or, oh, you need to tone up. <laughs> They're pretty brutal. But in the sense, it also, um, it makes you a lot better with taking criticism and um, makes that a lot easier. You don't get affected by as many things once you work in the industry. And um, that goes for acting and all of those so it was it was hard for a good amount of time and then I kind of just came to the realization that that I don't care so (laughs) which helped a lot and I ended up booking a lot more when I had that persona and kind of made my made my place and said I'm not doing this so yeah you put your foot down that's the beauty in growing up too and discovering who you are as a woman and what you want to stand for and I I think that's incredible. I know, especially younger girls who may be listening or especially younger girls that look up to you as a Princeton soccer player and as just a beautiful girl on social media. It's refreshing to see female athletes be like, this is my body. I'm proud of it. I'm powerful. And I can lift more weight than most of the guys that I know. So deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Let's go back to your nil journey. As a college athlete, have your brand deals, you know, been more frequent? Have you been doing it as Lexi Hill, the model? How those two things converge? Tell me about that. So I originally had to actually separate my names. Um, (laughs) So I created different names. That's why I go by Lexi Hill is from all of everything to do with um, college sports. So and your and your first name is Alexis. Alexis, And what was it? Hiltonen? Hiltonen. So my real name is Alexis Hiltonen, but nobody knows that about me except for (laughs) college, honestly. Um, People are usually very shocked when they see my ID or anything. (laughs) But um, yeah, I so I got contacted pretty quickly by our um, sports department basically telling me when I was younger and sophomore years and junior years of high school, when I was modeling that I needed to make sure my name was not the same name that they have for their soccer roster, just because it was used, was so strict that if you're a model and you're using your name, then it could potentially lead to like, Oh, you're booking because you're an athlete. And that's Yeah. Yeah. And I happen to do be a fitness and swim model. So it was, a very easy way for them to target it and say, oh, this is only because you're an athlete. So um, I ended up shortening my name to Lexi Hill and it kind of stuck. I went by that my whole high school life, but, um, and I still do, honestly. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, it's been really great now that everything has been opened up. I mean, I'm, I've personally dealt with a lot of issues with NIL just because I had done stuff before 
right. it even came out. So it was honestly a relief. Like I was able to share my soccer life, which is really important to me that I wasn't able to share on my social media before. There's absolutely nothing allowed to say like, oh, I play at the school. Like, so I think that with the NIL and also I've been open to a bunch of new opportunities that I didn't have before. I've always worked with brands. I've always been a content creator. However, now with athletes being able to be kind of pushed into the mix of everything, I now have both sides, which is incredible. That's awesome. It's given me a lot of opportunities. Right. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, when it comes to working with brands, have there been any that you've been like, okay, I worked with them and I'm never going to again? Or have you navigated certain... Do you, do you have an agent? I don't. I am my own agent. <laughs> Good for you. So am I. I no longer have one. And it's definitely a tricky process. But again, as an athlete and entrepreneur, it's a very important skill to learn. So tell me, have there been any brands that you will never work with again? You don't have to name them, but tell me about that. Um, definitely, definitely. There yeah. are definitely brands. Um, I, because I manage myself and I chose to do that just to learn how everything works. And I knew there were going to be times where I was like, I really shouldn't have accepted that. Or I really, shouldn't have <laughs> that. um, I went down a path of just accepting everything that came my way. And I do get a very frequent amount of requests to work with brands. And I realized in the past couple months when I really started, um, hounding down on my social media that I needed to not do that <laughs> um, yeah. because it just led to honestly me being taken advantage of for representing myself and not really knowing what I deserve due to my content mm-hmm. and my following. So that was a learning process. So there's many brands I won't work with just <laughs> because they are not willing to meet the level that I need them to meet at. Right. And especially when you're representing yourself, I've found that too. People are more apt to take advantage of you than you even think. Like, I like to believe that people are ultimately good, you know, that they're, that most people in the world are kind and they want what's best for you. But in the social media space, they they will jip you out of thousands and thousands of dollars. So (laughs) how have you discovered your worth and come up with your rates? Um, well, I still fluctuate my rates. I am someone that looks at what kind of company they are. If they're very commercialized, I will usually request a higher compensation. If it's a really small local business, I'll lower my rates significantly. So even when I send out my media kits to companies, I never put my rights on there because it takes me researching them and seeing what they stand for, seeing what they're doing with their business before I put a rate on it if I'm yeah. working with them. So, um, but I realized that I needed to stop doing free things, which is what I was doing for a while. Um, I was just obsessed with the concept of, oh, I'm getting so much free stuff, but it was not worth it at all. And that was when I just, it just happened so randomly where a really large company, like I've worked with Revolve, I worked with Rami Brook, and um, when they just send you an email out of nowhere and you see a number and you're like, oh, wow, (laughs) I've been doing this for free and I can do this. So it honestly just took that happening once for me to be like, I can't be doing this. That's a really, really, really good point. I feel like, again, now that athletes are able to monetize their name, image, and likeness, I was even starstruck by getting, I have it right here and our listeners can't see this, but I got like this face oil in the PR <laughs> package and I'll never forget like looking up the price of it and it being yep. like $98. And to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just got this for free. And then more things started to come and more things started to come. And that whole concept of getting things for free and then putting it online because you're trying to be nice. 
you really got to learn that like these brands have an insane marketing budget and they want to pay you and they want to negotiate. So I'm really glad you learned that skill. And I love talking to you. Obviously you've been around the block and you know what you're doing. We're going to go into one more break, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast thus far. You are listening to Playbook Podcast. I am Chloe Mitchell, and this is the College Athletes Network. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to the Playbook Podcast on College Athletes Network. I'm Chloe Mitchell, and I'm here with Lexi Hill. And we are talking about her mill journey. And now we're going to bring in how you are doing right now, where you want to go, and where you don't want to go. Hmm. (laughs) I'm in a very good place right now. Um, When it comes to NIL specifically, I'm just consistently working to better my brand. It is a long and (laughs) tedious process. It is really stressful sometimes, but um, I've just been really focusing on that, seeing where, what direction I'm going in, trying to improve my content, which is kind of difficult when you're stuck in one location. Like I am at school, I got to find different buildings. Granted, this (laughs) campus is beautiful, but um, (laughs) I did definitely am trying to be more creative with my content, add new things, try and do research on engagement and how it all works. Cause there's a lot of little data, data analytics you need to research before you start really getting into it. It's not just as simple as posting and being like, Oh yeah, I got paid. No, (laughs) it's a little bit more effort. Um, but I'm really trying to focus on my blog. That's a big one. And I see a lot of opportunity with that in helping me travel and do different things. So that's where I'm trying to go. I'm trying not to <laughs> fail at my mission of going forward, <laughs> probably what I would say, because it is a lot and it's a lot on top of a lot of other stuff I'm doing. So, right. Do you find it hard to be a student athlete and an entrepreneur at the same time, or is it something that you like? 
Um, I did at first. I really did at first. I was poorly managing my time and way past deadline. I mean, even in general, I am not the type of person that usually hits the deadline right on the mark unless I have a signed contract for it. That's not me. I just, people, I usually explicitly state like I am a busy person. There's no, <laughs> I'll get to it as soon as I can. But um, then now further on since I've started, it's a lot more contract based, a lot more to the mark, which actually makes it a lot easier. Um, yeah. The more organized a brand is with me, the more organized I can be with them. Exactly. Given the, yeah. yeah. Unless I'm given a specific time and date, number, everything kind of just goes all over the place. So. Right. Well, good for you. Look at you go. What would your advice be to athletes that are just now getting into the nil space and maybe even are like you, are modeling or fitness um, oriented? What would you say to them? start reaching out to brands. It, uh, honestly, it's the easiest process to get people to work with you. It's not something difficult. It's pretty easy to sell yourself, especially if you're already at the level you're at in life, you've done pretty well and people notice that and recognize it and um, just send out emails. That's all it takes yeah. to start. And then they'll start coming to you as you build up, but definitely put the effort in. It's not something that should be taken lightly. I know a lot of people that don't take advantage of it. And I find it crazy because there's a lot of opportunities within it. So much opportunity. And I'm really, I'm really excited that now it's being talked about more because I still talk to athletes nowadays that are at all different levels at my level, NAIA, at the, you know, D2, D3, UD1. I just see time and time again, athletes asking the question, I have 1,000 to 5,000 followers, right? I have following from my hometown how do I reach people outside my hometown and outside my school space? Mm-hmm. Um, it's honestly just as easy as sending an email. It's like, mm-hmm. as soon as you do that, you start working with other brands. They'll repost you if they like your content, if you work hard enough on it. That expands your reach. Different platforms like TikTok's really, really good at doing that. As cringy as it is to sometimes make those videos, it really helps. It does. And a lot of people have become very successful from posting a five second video of themselves doing nothing so <laughs> I would definitely recommend looking into different spaces and just not caring what other people think I mean I went through a period of time where I was absolutely harassed by Instagram from all my friends it was ridiculous and um I just I cared a lot about that and I kind of slowed down on what I was doing and um I think once I grew out of that and was like, hey, like I'm making a lot of money doing this, yeah. you're not making anything, but you're trying to make fun of me for it. It's yeah. pointless. So right. once you break out of that, which I think a lot of people do have that issue with is like, oh, I look so dumb doing this or, oh, nobody cares. Like people do care. It's actually, so I think it's just breaking out of that shell that's hiding you from doing it. That's really good advice. Well said. Let's finally go into, in our last five minutes, let's talk about your mental health as an athlete. How has that been for you? Oh, goodness. Um, I've been all over the place, especially, well, this is my first year on campus. I obviously was in not the best headspace when I was home all year for my freshman year of college. It was really hard. Um, There were a lot of ups and downs, just frustration and really felt isolated from a lot of people just because all my friends were back at school and I was one of the few that weren't uh so it did benefit in the sense of independence and it grows you as a person a lot having that time alone and away from socializing because when you come on campus to any school especially on a team you are 
instantly put into a lot of different situations. You need to start picking and choosing what you can and can't attend at that point. So um, I don't know. I think when I first came in, I was really anxious. I really struggled with adjusting to being back around people, honestly. And I think COVID mm-hmm. had a big effect on that. I was so used to being more or less by myself or with very few people when I was back at home up until just, wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> like, and right. we have a fitness test very quickly into the season. And I was not doing well with any of it. I was just all over the place. I trained all season, all summer long, and still was just not where I needed to be. Um, so I was really anxious. I was having huge problems sleeping. I was all over the place. I, we have these little things that track our sleep. And it was it was me who would be at the bottom of yeah, very well known for the wow. team. It would be a congratulations if I got like four hours of sleep. But um, I was just so all over the place with everything, meeting new people, coming to a new place. I didn't really get to make a lot of um, close relationships my freshman year with my class. And um, a lot of seven of the girls in my class actually for my soccer team took a gap year. So I, it was just wow. three of us now in our class, the whole sophomore class, a lot smaller freshmen were all doing their orientation things. And then sophomores are just kind of like, where do we belong? So yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of different factors and it was just leaving me all over the place. But I think once I targeted soccer as a place to like release that anxiety, it was a lot easier to go through the day by day and get sleep and you're getting more than four hours, I'm hoping now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Maybe a nap if you're lucky. Oh, yeah. my word. I don't even know how you function. <laughs> I'm glad you're I'm very little out of sleep. I've learned that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing better. Um, when it comes to moving forward and next season, and you're going to be an upperclassman, and I don't know if you're going to be doing some more internships, and you're at an Ivy League school, how do you feel about that? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Where's your headspace at? Um, I think I initially, prior to the past few months, I've had a lot of just growth in the past few months, especially mentally and internally. And I think previously I probably would have been very nervous, like, oh my goodness, life, like this, <laughs> it's coming at me real quick. I'm going to have to start paying bills soon and worrying about a lot of other things than I worry about now. But I'm actually really excited for it. I've been, I'm always been known as a person that takes on probably way too much more than I can handle. But um, <laughs> I'm starting to see the light in that and just focusing on little things and actually really developing in those and growing my skills in them. And it makes me a lot more passionate and the desire to continue in those fields and keep pushing are really there. I mean, I'm so excited for next soccer season. We had the worst, like just the way we ended it, it wasn't ended. And so I think all of us are really excited to get back out there and pick up from where we just were, because that was just not our way of ending our season. Right. Well, Lexi, thank you so much. You have been an amazing first guest. Oh my goodness. I was so nervous and you're just the easiest person to talk to. I already have a TikTok idea, shameless plug of me as an NAI athlete going through my day. And then I'll edit you as a Princeton athlete going through day. I think it'd be really cool, but we can talk about that later. Um, My final question, and I'm going to end each episode with this question to each of the guests. I don't know if you know this, but my whole brand on TikTok and kind of how I collaborate with the bigger name brands is through my DIY sector. I DIY rooms and sheds and other things, whatever. And my whole spiel with nil is just DIY it. DIY your whole nil thing and social media, whatever. 
So my question to you, Lexi, is if you could DIY or if you could have me DIY anything from a room to a car to an item to a dang soccer ball, what would it be and why? Doing your eyebrows. Doing your eyebrows. I would go go straight to it. Eyebrows. I get so frustrated with my doing my eyebrows and there are not enough people that show how you should properly do them so 100% eyebrows that is such an awesome answer you just knew you literally <laughs> oh I did it. yes you're like eyebrows please have you ever yeah. gotten them threaded I've done everything and I'm never satisfied with them so now they're just not being touched until further notice <laughs> Yeah, that's why we're hats like this. You can't see them. (laughs) Okay, well, Lexi, it has been so nice getting to know you. We're going to go into the outro now. And if you have anything else that you want to tell our listeners, please tell them your plugs. I'll make sure to put all your usernames and stuff. But if you want to talk about anything for the last few minutes, just go ahead. If not, we can be done. I would just say to anyone, honestly, especially in the process of NIL and being a college athlete, there are a lot of setbacks or a lot of negative things that are going to happen to you. But for every negative, there are multitudes of positives that come out of it. So I would just say to really focus on the better and the future goals rather than the present moment of what's actually happening in that time. So welcome back to the Playbook Podcast. This is Chloe Mitchell and we are on the College Athletes Network. Now, Now that we've talked to Lexi Hill, I've had such an incredible time learning about her experience, and I hope you guys have felt the same. I love talking to each of the athletes about DIYing, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's in person, everybody has their own thing. And like I mentioned earlier, DIYing or do it yourself is kind of my thing. That's how I became big on TikTok. And that's what I do when it comes to working with brands. Of course, I'm now a college athlete and able to talk about that. And that's a large part of my brand too. But DIYing is my thing. And I want you guys to tune in every week and take notes on how me and my guests inspire you to find your thing. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And next week we have an awesome guest. He plays football and I'm not going to tell you where. And you're going to love it. He's been on a crazy nil journey. He's been on a lot of ups and downs and he suffered some pretty serious injuries. So it's going to be really interesting to talk to him about his overall experiences. Okay, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Playbook Podcast on the College Athletes Network. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm Chloe Mitchell. And we'll talk soon. Bye, guys. This has been a presentation of the College Athletes Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.